Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls, and welcome to episode 57 of the Unlikely Artist Podcast. And today we're going to talk about desire and possibility. So as most of you know, I live out in Prince Edward County, which is about two and a half hours east of Toronto on a rural property. And I belong to this group of wonderful business women called Verity. It's based in Toronto and there's several hundred members. And I belong to a mastermind group within that. What a mastermind does is it's a group of seven people that are kind of basically on your personal board of directors, other business women, and we share ideas and we share dreams and we help each other out, um, consult on our businesses. And it's, it's really an amazing process if you've never tried it. And we decided we were going to have an in-person get-together because we can now. Isn't that awesome? And we had an in-person get-together in Toronto, and we decided we were going to do a vision board exercise. So I think most of you have probably done vision boards, although actually it was my first time actually doing it, which is kind of funny in itself because it's the kind of thing you'd think I'd normally do, but I just have never actually done one before. And what this exercise is, is you get a bunch of magazines and you basically create a board based on just photos that you pick, words that stand out to you. It's basically an intuitive exercise of kind of finding things that delight you and that you want to put on your board that you would like to create over the next year. And you're not supposed to use your thinking mind. You're just supposed to do it intuitively and put what's there. I've uh, got some plans for my property here. Um, When I arrived here, when I built this property here, I built a big studio to house my art. And it's got tables where I can hold workshops of up to 24 people. And I called it the George Russell Academy of Creative Expansion and it's grace for short. And the beautiful concept I had was it would be filled with all things creative and expansive. And I would hold workshops and create that kind of thing for it. But I arrived here March 30th. 2020, right at the beginning of all the lockdowns and COVID restrictions and the inability to really host live events, except I think there was a small window last summer of 21 that we could do that. But apart from that, it's been pretty restrictive. And so I recreated my desire. I created a virtual coaching business where I coach people on thinking expansively about their careers. And I still do that. But I've been having an urge to revert back to my bigger desires, which is to really develop this place into a vortex of creative expansion. So I was thinking about all of this as I prepared ahead. And I've taken several thousand 
photos of my property here and my studio and my artwork since I moved here, probably 8,000 or so photos. So I decided I would pull a few photos that I could cut up and include on my vision board. So we got to Toronto and there's all these additional magazines and stuff. So I had the photos I brought with me and then I went through a bunch of magazines and just pulled things out intuitively that caught my eye and they were pretty random and they're pretty bright and vibrant and I didn't know what all of them meant. And then when it came time to make our vision boards, the vision board I had was pretty small. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to rapidly put on the things that called me the most. And what I ended up doing was putting a lot of the photos I'd already brought with me and a lot of the phrases and catchwords that had caught my eye. A lot of things had popped up in magazines that talked about grace, which is the name of my studio here and perfect things about the kind of thing I want to create. So I put a lot of those slogans all over it and felt pretty good about it. But one of my mastermind members said to me, Heather, you know, I think you should keep those photos that you didn't include. There's some really cool stuff there. And so the next day I came back here to the county and pulled out all the materials to put them away. And I saw those photos and I had this inspiration. I thought, you know what? I really need to create a second board and put all of those things that I didn't put on the first board because I think there's something important here. And I think what's important here is it's speaking more to me about desires I have that I've been kind of repressing or holding back. And I say I've been repressing them because I was surprised by kind of some of the themes that emerged. And this whole experience, why am I telling you about all of this detail about my vision boards, is because it got me thinking about desire and possibility. And I think all of us, all of you savvy souls, we all have these things we desire at a deep level to experience. And I say experience because, yeah, I think sometimes we desire having certain things like certain material items and those things can be amazing, but they can be amazing because of the context we imagine in which we have them. And it's really all about the experiences that we desire. But then what happens is we push down those desires. We just don't allow our desires to surface. And I think it's because we believe we cannot have what we desire. And so it's just too painful to think about it. But what's really true, Savvy Souls, it's a lot more painful to not listen to your desires. So the coach in me started to ask, why don't we pay more attention to our desires? Why do we sometimes not even allow ourselves to feel them? So savvy souls, just just pause for a moment and think about some things that you most desire. And if you kind of tell yourself, like, I have no idea what that would be, and I don't think there's anything that I desire that I don't have, think about it this way. I used to always love fairy tales, and especially those ones that involved somebody granting wishes. So right now, what I want you to think is, I'm your fairy godmother, and right now, I'm granting you three wishes. And so just tell me, what would they be? 
allow the wishes to present themselves. So when you come up with your three wishes, I want you to create an image of yourself in your mind, being in a world where those three wishes have been granted and ask yourself, how would it be different? What would you be doing? Who would be in your life? What experiences would you be enjoying? Who would you be surrounded by? Where would you be? What, what would your room look like? What would your house look like? What country would you be in? And now that you have that image in your mind, I want to ask you, why isn't that your life right now? And if you're not working to creating those things in your life, why not? Most likely what's coming up for you are thoughts like, I could never do that. Or those kind of opportunities don't just materialize out of the blue. I don't have a life like that. I'm not one of the charm people. Or, you know, I don't have like whatever it is you think you'd need to create that, whether it's the talent or the skills you'd need or the education or the network or money or some other resources. You're just telling yourself you don't have those things. Or you're saying to yourself, it's too late for me or it's too early for me. Basically, just a bunch of variations of it's not possible for me to create that. But if I asked you if it would be possible for someone else in the world to create those things, my bet is you can think of somebody who could create those things, even if they don't have them already. A well-known artist or a business leader with proven skills or somebody that you believe is enterprising and creative. And I think you can even imagine that person, if they didn't have all the resources they had right now, they didn't have the money or the fame or whatever it is, you could still imagine them starting with nothing and creating those things. But you're saying that somehow that world isn't available to you. And that's because you're so caught up in your circumstances. You're caught up in false beliefs about yourself. You're caught up in impossibility. That's why I think the visioning board experience is so good because when you do that, you just look through magazines and words or images leap out and you just pick what your body says yes to. And you don't have to know why you don't have to reason anything out. It's just this feeling of, yes, I want to include this. So I, I noticed, we really noticed this, my mastermind group, there were seven of us all doing this. And it was so interesting because we shared our vision boards at the end. And it was so clear, like we could see why the things had emerged for the other person. We could see that part of their personality, the repressing. We could see why they they want those things. And there were some heavy realizations, like heavy in the sense of important and expansive um, things that are, were emerging for people. And people were going like, oh man, I didn't realize I was desiring this, but it emerged. And once it emerged, you couldn't, no one could take that away. It's, it's just there on the vision board. So really the vision board exercise allows you, if you're doing it, to see your desires. And then not just in the moment, but you have the vision board. And then the story about vision boards is that there's like kind of magical properties and that when you put it in your board, it becomes real and, uh, you know, we can manifest those things. And so 
the intention is we put the vision board somewhere in our home office or somewhere in our house, we're going to see it. And the cool thing is every time we look at the board, we see ourselves in this future that we desire. We see ourselves having the essence of those pictures. So it doesn't have to be exact. There might be a theme of, I want more luxury in my life, or I want more nature in my life, or I want more creativity in my life. And so every time we look at the vision board, we see those things and remember those desires. And we kind of step into the magic a little bit and we imagine that it's real. And what happens neurologically is our brains start thinking, yes, I could do that. Or at least, hey, maybe, maybe it's possible. Or just maybe there's something in this board that might come real. Like maybe these things are possible. So we start thinking in terms of what's possible instead of what's not possible. I think it's sad because we get so caught up in our stories about things being impossible for us. And of course, there's a reason for that. That's because our brains are fear-based and they're wired to keep us safe. So we've talked about this before and I'll keep talking about it again, because what happens is our brains tell, tell us all the things that we need to keep safe. And it's always just don't change anything in your life. And the problem is we start to believe our brains and we think that what our brains are telling us is what's realistic. And we think that it's unrealistic to imagine changing anything. It's unrealistic to imagine that we could do something. And our brains tell us that if we try, we'll fail. And so we're far better off to just stay here and do what we're doing and avoid all of the catastrophe scenarios our brains invent about what will happen if we try to do these things, if we try to make our desires real in the world. But this kind of ridiculous thing is, is that we can't for sure create those things, any of it, if we don't entertain our desires and we don't try and we just stay safe. Our brains are basically guaranteeing us that we can't create what we desire. So we're guaranteeing we don't get what we want. Instead of entertaining possibility, we're getting stuck in impossibility. So I'd like you to bring you back to some basics I talk about from time to time. And it's basically just the mindset model that shows us the connections between how we think and how we feel and the actions we take and the results we create in our lives. So for example, let's say your circumstances are that you've got a really busy job and you have a desire that you've been pushing away to be a landscape architect and you're 50 years old. And your thought is, it's impossible because it's definitely too late. I should have done it earlier. If I didn't do it earlier, it's impossible. And so your main feeling is regret. And when you're thinking that it's too late, it's impossible, and you're feeling regret, the kind of actions you take is you don't explore, you don't investigate, you don't see what courses could be available. You don't check out stories that other people can tell you about how they've actually accomplished what you want to accomplish and how they did it. And the result that you create in your life is that you don't become 
a landscape architect and you stay stuck in impossibility. So let's look at the same circumstances, which is really one of my former tax clients. She had an incredibly busy job. She was head of tax for a public Canadian company. It was a multinational company. It was a heavy, prestigious job, and she was the breadwinner in her family. But she also had this desire to become a landscape architect. And her thought, which amazed me at the time, because I didn't even know you could think like this back then, was I'm going to figure out how to make this work. And her feeling was determined. So initially, when she proposed ideas, she got a lot of backlash about it. But her main feeling was, I'm determined, and I'm going to figure out how to make this work. And she researched and she found a course that she could take part time. And she negotiated with her management, hiring an extra staff member. And she was able to reduce the time in her job to three and a half days a week, still make a fair chunk of money, be able to support her family. And the result a few years later is she is a full-time landscape architect doing exactly what she loves. So I throw out this example to show you that thinking in possibilities isn't stupid, it's smart. And it's definitely the only way you can create a life where you fulfill your desires instead of just dream about them at night. If you think only in terms of impossibilities, you might be telling yourself you need to do that because it's realistic, but it's not realistic, it's not smart. It's just you staying stuck where you are and giving up on your dreams. So Savvy Souls, I'd like you to go back in your mind now to the three wishes that your fairy grandmother has granted you. And I'd like you to choose at least one of them and decide that just maybe it's possible for you to create that in your life. And decide today just one small step you could take towards that goal. I always find it amazing, the smallest things, the smallest little steps, one after another, can be all you need to make the impossible possible. It's just like having a lot of money when you retire because you put away $100 a month for years. It's taking small steps and letting the interest you earn from those small steps accumulate in your life until you've got what it is that you desire. And if you're inspired by my vision board example, go out, find a board or some cardstock paper, get some magazines and do your own vision board. Let your imagination be unleashed. Get in touch with your desires. And if you do decide to do that, I'd love you to send me a photo of it. And I'll post it on Instagram. You can send me your photo at heather at gracedcanvas.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-D is in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S dot com. And yeah, that would be so fun to see it. And even if you would prefer me not to post it, just send it to me for my private viewing. I think that would be so fun. I love you guys. Stay in possibility and have an 
awesome week until we chat again. See you next time. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>